Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Bald Gun Guy podcast as we work our way through the levels of the Hitman World of Assassination trilogy, which just got a little bigger. It's weird to see our our road get longer as we're about to record. I'm Six Demar from Scandinavia. Joining me, of course, uh, Ty. Hello, Ty. Hello, friends and family. Just kidding. Friends only. Wow, no family, no family. If 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 you're tired, yeah, that'd be, family, that'd be kind of weird, actually. I've I've had family members listen to some podcasts, and yeah, it creeps me out. Like it's it's not you know like there's no reason they shouldn't be. It's just like I don't know. There's something about it. But uh, also joining us, of course, uh, Matthew. How's it going? Lafayette is unwell. <laughs> I'm doing okay though. And we've been uh, we've been enjoying the uh, the blissful suburbs of Vermont. Indeed. Yes. Uh, with the uh, two missions associated with Whittleton Creek, the uh, second to last mission in the base uh, release of Hitman Two. Of course, we do also have two DLC maps we will get to after that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Just laying out real quick the, the, you know, why we're here, what we're doing. Yeah, where are we um, here? So we're here? continuing to track down Providence, which is the Illuminati, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, the one guy we know about is a guy called the Constant, who's like always around in case things go bad, right? Yes. Um, but we can't get close to him because we don't know his real deal. So let's find someone who was the Constant before him and then frame him. So we're getting we're getting information from him, but we're also framing him for all the killings we've been doing, so that the Illuminati pay less attention to us. And with that one-two punch, we should be able to get in. Is the plan? Boom bam! Uh, that, Works every time. Yeah, totally. Uh, yep. That guy's name is Janice. He's a former uh, KGB spy master, and of course, former constant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he's got a special bodyguard who works directly for the Illuminati, aka Providence. I'm going to say this every time. Uh, named Nolan Cassidy, who's former Secret Service. And here's a fun detail: so he served under Vice President Daniel Morris, who was one of the targets in the late game of uh, Hitman Blood Money. Yes. So. Wow. You uh, are directly responsible for him getting unemployed. Um, but also, he, you know, listen, he should just done his job. Yes. Hey, you're disrupting an industry, okay? It's not, you know, I, winners, if I were to, losers. If I were to vaguely, I mean, the CIA doesn't listen to podcasts. They listen to your phone calls and they read your Twitter and your email, yeah. but they don't listen to podcasts. So if I were to vaguely say more presidents should get assassinated, that would be, you know, fine to say, right? Just generally. I mean, it is the only one way to find out for science. <laughs> I mean, we could say uh, it's research it, so. and we just wanted to see if you're doing your job. I don't know. Yeah, right. Say I that. Saw, listen, say you know, it, listen. put it online, and then, yeah, go try there to get presidents everywhere. Yeah. I'm not indicating a country or even a planet. Just more presidents. More presidents by way of making presidents die, and thus we get new presidents then, faster, then, so there are more you of also them. Have, you also have the ambiguous legal ground. If you're just saying presidents, you're not saying, you're not, it's, you're not, it's not limited or limited to presidents of a country. Plenty of presidents of companies could probably bite the dust yeah, for the better. I mean, like, I can, I can genuinely say right now, like, I haven't dedicated thought to it. Right now, I don't have a person in mind. Right. Probably there are a lot of them that could go. Sure. That's fine. Definitely. 
Uh, so this uh, this is a level that I remember uh, getting a lot of positive buzz back when Hitman Two launched. How okay? How did we find it this time, folks? Just quick, quick up front. What did you make of Whittleton Creek? I genuinely still love this level. Um, I think it has its problems, but I, I genuinely still like going into suburbia and uncovering all of the weird little Lynchian madness that sort of goes on underneath of it. I do, I do like it a lot. There's yeah. a lot of neat shit to be found. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there is. Uh, I was going to say, so what was that? It was a show that was on maybe like five years ago or whatever. And it was like hot moms doing like business. It was like <laughs> girl boss. I don't know. It was like something with liars. Pretty okay. Was where, where was this on, on the air? Desperate was it, was it like a job? No, or? no. Anyway, anyway, it was like a show with like girl boss moms, like doing intrigue. It was like a drama, it was like a serious show. I don't know. Uh, my spouse was into it. Anyway, it kind of reminded me of that, right? Like, it's like, oh, okay. we're going to, we're going to do the lynching. That's like, I'll, I'll run with that. I have issues with that, but like, you know, into suburbia where everything is actually kooky and interconnected and like, zoink scoob right like it's fun it's a good trope yes right Mm -hmm. um and it made for i thought a really fun level it's one of my faves spoiler alert but then you have to find the clues every single time yeah yeah there's that that's I don't know why they didn't change that for Hitman 3. Hitman 3 does such a thing of, like, let's, like, a lot of their levels are like, hey, we have these style of objectives, but when you repeat playthrough, they become optional. And please, Io, please, just patch this level and make the clues optional on repeat playthroughs. Mm-hmm. It's very weird, yeah. Because you, you were playing a different version of the game, I could tell, because you had different unlocks for it. Um, we'll get there. I don't want to jump ahead, oh, but um, like, so you know what I mean. So it's like on on some level, I'm like, oh yeah, they did change some stuff, but not the stuff that actually you care about. Um, yeah, when you're yeah. playing through this map over and over again for a podcast, yeah. They also broke uh, uh, one of the challenges, um, but you know, we, we're 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 blending into those here. Yeah, there. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Also, I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't want to go out on a limb here, but uh, one huge problem for me with this level is I feel like this level is very Connecticut. Like, I'm not saying these places don't exist in Vermont. Like, I obviously, I know, like, Littleton Creek is an actual town in Vermont, but I don't know. I always got the strongest Connecticut vibes from here. Um, and I just thought it was, like, off, you know? Like, I, I, yeah. I, I understand what you mean. I purely have to trust you here. I have never been to... I've been to Maine when I was very small. Otherwise, that is a region of the country I don't really know. Well, all right, what about you, Rewind? Like, you're in Philly. That gives you um, that, that gives you tri-state commentary, right? I've, I've driven through Connecticut uh, several times on my way to Boston, and I would agree with Connecticut vibes um, more, than, more than Vermont, only because I've, you know, even driving on the highway through Connecticut, you see, like, you see the ideal that's, that's happening here. Yeah, I mean, like, I know IRL Connecticut is, like, pretty extreme with, like, it's either giga-rich in, like, Greenwich, or it's, like, super fucking methed out poor, right? Um, It's pretty polarized. But, but, I'm saying the Stepford Wives, like, suburban vibe that they're going for here, I would more closely associate with the imagined Connecticut in, like, you know, our shared, like, cultural space. That's what I mean more, you know what I mean? Oh, sure. Um, Stepford Wives is a great, that's a great analogy. 
I mean, that's what that's what they're playing with, right? Like that is the foundational yeah. like material of the trope that like forms this setting. So like it just feels it feels like Connecticut. That's all. I don't know. I'm really I'm finally tuned to these things up here in gorgeous Westchester County, New York. So <laughs> what can I say? I'm a little suburban now myself. <laughs> but yeah. I, I I like the I like Whittleton Creek tie already. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking losing my mind up here. All right. <laughs> so the structure of this place is basically we're in one um, subdivision, basically of uh, of Whittleton Creek. We have uh, eight houses that really matter. There are a few scattered around the perimeter, but it's basically eight different families, eight different houses. Um, and uh, and just the goings on of a of a quiet you know, golden hour sunlight, uh, neighborhood in Connecticut full of rich white people on a Saturday apparently. Apparently, um, yeah. I mean, I think like it's not at all important, but the I, I feel like it's it, you can't not discuss immediately the first thing you see when you when you start this level, which is the uh, election campaign for Charles Blake the Third. Yes, <laughs> um, I'd vote for him. You shouldn't. <laughs> no, you should, you should not. definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, well, I mean, I, I feel like I've I've shot him in the head about forty times in the last twenty four hours, so I feel like I owe him one. You know, <laughs> but, like own one more round. Yeah, yeah. forty one. Uh, Getting back to the presidents okay. who need to die. <laughs> <laughs> HOA presidents, yeah. There must be, uh, okay, I'm try- Ty, can you think of a submachine gun that holds 40 rounds so that you could, you load it in, you load chamber one, and then you Wait, add one I mean, one yeah, you can get extended magazines from us, anything. Sure, sure, I guess, okay, that's cheating. But it's, not, okay. it's not cheating, Six. It's, it's just <laughs> owning a weapon with, you know, magazine versatility. Just don't lock yourself in with something obscure and you're good to go. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I mean, yeah, when I'm be, down in Philly, rounds. my Glock all of a sudden holds 33 rounds. Who knew, you know? That's magic. Yeah, it's magic. It's that Philly physics. We spell physics with <laughs> with an F in Philly. Yeah, we spell physics with the same way everyone else does, but it's Philly. <laughs> yeah. It's a Philly Slightly cheese Slightly aggressive physics. and drunk, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's, the cheese physics is different because then you gotta you got to worry about wit or without. And that that becomes a whole different yeah. set of, you know, are we dealing with in non non Euclidean geometry or non Newtonian physics? Which way you want to? That's go one of those things. That's one of those things that like I I I have finally come to accept that I guess this is a real hill that real <laughs> Philly folks die on. But the whiz thing, it just feels like tourist trap, stupid garbage. Okay. Um. I, go ahead and come at no, me. I don't know. I'm not about to. No. I'm not about to do that because I, I mean, I've, I didn't grow up here. Like I came here as an adult. Um, I will say I do like a cheesesteak. I will say I do like it with whiz and onions. Do I get whiz and onions every time I eat a cheesesteak? No, because I would like to live a little bit longer. Uh, we could ask questions about that, but, um, yeah, why do you want to live longer? No, what the fuck is wrong with I you? I have no idea. Any, well, I, I do have an idea. It's not necessarily something I can talk about right now, but I do have an idea. Yeah, it involves um, presidents and yes, you know, yes. going out <laughs> yes. making this. The, the, inf- yeah. the infinite rewind manifesto about presidents. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we have we have bombs in the mail. What more? Kamas, huh? Yeah, right? 
Um, but, but yeah, like if 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 you like a cheesesteak, eat it how you want. Just don't eat it at Pat's or Gino's. That's that'll be the only hell I die on. Because okay. for, forget both of those places. For for anyone listening, like these, this, this information is far more important than anything we have to say about Wilton Creek. So just take notes here. Yeah, yeah. Another like just while we're getting good, important life thoughts out there, people talk in such a negative way about hills to die on. Everyone's gonna die. Why not do it owning a hill? Well, ownership, not just on it. Anyone can be on the hill. So. Yeah. I mean, but you die there. People are gonna name it after you. Will they? What What no. about like Hill, you know, three forty one in like Vietnam or whatever? Well, that's because three hundred forty one people died or whatever. I don't know. I mean, listen, you got to you got to make sure there are not a lot of other people there also okay, dying yeah. on that hill. You got to be really conscientious about it. So that's things. that's why people say it. That's why they say is this the hill you want you want to die on because they want to have that hill for it's, themselves. Yes, yeah, it's, it's sort of like mutual acknowledgement, right? Like, oh, 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 excuse me, sorry, that's your hill. Yeah, yeah. It's called Apologies. it's called self awareness. If you're gonna die on a hill, just make sure you're like one of the few people that are on it, rather than you know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Otherwise, you're just gonna you're just gonna become a number at that point. Yeah. No and Char- Charles Blake picked a few hills to die on. Oh For example, he doesn't think you should have uh, Christmas lights or Halloween or maple syrup lollipops. I mean, I, that one I was like, I mean, I don't agree with you, but I don't, I don't know that. that like, wh- until you go to Canada, I don't know where the big contingent is for those. You know, that one's weird. And I, I think people should have their maple syrup lollipops, but Christmas. Yeah. Bold, bold take, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I get just trying to, you know, make it a little more progressive, but it's not the right approach. I, I kind of wish there was a Clark Griswold in this town. They did another Christmas yeah. thing, you know, at like the Holiday Hoarders, and it was just the vacation house but it's a political statement it's an anti-charles blake the third house <laughs> could we could we have like a christmas carol where it's like a grouchy old man who we teach the meaning of christmas by murdering a bunch of people around him or or very much like napoleon blowed apart in paris we get a tiny tim bomb yeah, I, I was gonna. I was gonna say, like, well, we know we already have the Santa costume, right? Yes. For, yeah. Included the challenge, so yeah, like we could we could make this happen. You know, yeah. you can be the change Damn. you want to see in the world. T R H O A or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say. I will say in his uh, in his defense, I, okay. I like the classic look that he, he goes for with the little hat. I don't know what you call those hats. The little like. It's a, it's a Panama hat, I think. Panama hat. Pancake Panama. That's not bad. All right. Um, yeah, no, I, I just thought it's timeless, you know? Timeless Americana. He's got, Is like, she? the sash and everything. I mean, he's going for a yeah, very yeah. You know, old school really, look. Yeah, he he appreciates, you know, sort of the, the trimmings. I, I, New England Americana Mussolini. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not, he's not New England, though, because he's overweight. It, for real New England, you you gotta be like austere. You gotta be an East Anglian Puritan, you know. Like, and they're not fat, so oh, I don't know. Okay. No, he is. He's kind of a a Southern. You could, you know, like either Midwest, like later settlement. I don't, I don't really get a like authentic New England from him. It's more of a generalized America for me. You know, that's a good point. I do think you get some Southern vibes from. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. the the retro look, but also, I mean, like 
I feel like in in the South, you are, you know, and this could just be a perception, but you are more likely to see people who are doing the numerical naming thing. Yeah, exactly. But on the other on the other hand, the super aggressive regulation kind of stuff would never fly down there. Like, that's well, that's why he had to move. Right, that's yeah, yeah, because, yeah, a bunch of angry Scots-Irish people were, you know, chasing him out of town. That makes sense, actually. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but yes, so we've got, you know, Janice's house over over yonder. Um, he's, he's crawling with bodyguards, and he's just sort of stumbling around and commenting about the old days. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have Cassie's house, which has a big old fumigation machine hooked up to it, because I guess he's got a pest problem. Well, I just want to move the damn thing. Yeah. They got yeah. this Greenpeace guy just taking his time with the two houses. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's That's, this is, it is a, a low-key criticism in these games of contractors, because any time there is a contractor, be, because 47 has to be able to use their, their deal for his own ends, they are taking forever. <laughs> they are just standing there answering the same phone call forever <laughs> oh my god is he, are you talking about the fucking muffin guy oh he, no well the, the the contractor gets on and off the phone like the guy okay. ne- the I, guy I, next to the van okay i didn't spend too much time around the contractor on on this on this uh, session um, I, I, I really i really appreciate because like if you're playing this game all the way through like normally this is one of the, the last missions right so it's like you've you've gotten to that point in the game where the guy just gets on his cell phone right next to the patch of tall grass mm-hmm. there's like no forefoot, there's no bullshit <laughs> yeah. it's like hey you want it let's go right here i, <laughs> I was it, like we champ. know what you want here you go yeah. <laughs> There's another one of those, which is over um, with the with the, the there's a muffin stand for uh, Helen. Yeah, yeah, muffin with the, business. the distraction radio right next to the. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's funny because I didn't notice it at first, and I was trying to like coin them away and strangle them in the bushes, and I kept getting spotted. And then I walked like two feet to the left, and I was like, oh, they just set a little death box for me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> there's something weird with the muffin guy, though the enforcer for that. He's like hella blind. Like so, I went in. I I, I did it just now because uh, I'd seen in your notes the thing that bugged that we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I want to just test that because I I don't know that I did it uh, in the lead up to this podcast. So I went in, did it, and he just he, I don't even think he triggered. It's like started to trigger for the enforcer uh, like yellow arrow bar thing. Not huh. at all. He's just laser focused on getting laid or whatever his deal is i think that's kind of his, customer, like, service? Gimmick. customer service customer yeah, yeah customer yeah. service that's what we call it um yeah dude he's like you don't even need to take him out like i fed the real estate agent i did all of that and without just don't worry about it it's fine so damn for what it's worth either so that get- was some some weird thing going on or whatever but i don't know i mean that whole area i don't know if i was i I'm going to be curious to hear if it's bugged in two, because I forgot you're playing on Hitman 2, whereas I'm on three. Right. Uh, and Matthew's on three, right? Uh, I'm, for this, I'm on three, but I did play it completely through on two. Uh, I don't remember getting that particular achievement. Okay. So we're talking now about the uh, the mission story House for Sale, mm-hmm. where basically um, there's, a, there's a house where there was a, a murder, there was some terrible stuff, and they're selling the house. Um, it's an estate sale, I believe. Um, so Nolan Cassidy wants to buy it, and you have to uh, re- like find a realtor who's supposed to give the tour and replace him. That whole mission story is very good, yes. and I want to talk about it's it. It's wonderful. But also... 
there is a special challenge because the realtor is is stuck at this muffin booth. He's just can't get enough of these muffins. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is, you know, you poison one of the muffins and then replace him. But you can also give him between two to four people wrote at the time muffins and he will be satisfied and then just go do the job. Uh, I gave him 13 muffins. Nice. <laughs> that motherfucker wouldn't stop. <laughs> Average realtor moment. I mean, yeah. he you know, he's walking like he talking because he does say I cannot stop eating these muffins. It's true. It's true. <laughs> And like whatever he's doing, the second you set down another muffin, like there's a there's a moment of delay, uh, giving you time to poison it if you want to, yeah. and then he's just like a oh, muffin yeah. and just drawn to it like <laughs> like a like a moth into a light. Yeah, at least, and again, so you know, caveat at least on two, I have to qualify this because apparently you know if it's bugged, it might be different. But um, so he treats so, okay. So the muffin guy will put out the muffin on his little sample platter and then you have to put out the muffin on the uh the one around the right angle adjacent right um mm-hmm. but the realtor like ai or the npc treats the uh the muffin man's muffin the same way as your muffin which is as a distraction so you could actually get him in kind of a loop in the same way that if you you can like bounce someone between coins you know where they go from like, one distraction <laughs> to another but it'll just happen automatically and it'll like get kind of caught for a second like it resolves but he gets like ping ponged back and forth between noticing the two muffins. <laughs> it's I really funny. If, I wonder if this is what went wrong for me because thirteen though, dude. Like, I know, there's but, no way. Like, it, but <laughs> what happened was I, I, I mean, I choked that guy out, and so I had both plates available to me. So oh, I was shit, using the main guy's plate mm-hmm. for most of it. I used one on the other one, but most of them I was putting because the plate on the side that you were using. If you look at it, there's a sign that says chocolate chip, and all the ones there I had is. were blueberry. And so I was like, well, I got to put on the one where it says blueberry, obviously. Right. Once again, I am, I am not teaching at the moment. I am not getting paid, ergo. I do not read. And that includes <laughs> my video games, damn it. So I put it, and it worked. He took it, and he ate two, and he was good. I, I, I will. I will. I just like that the realtor just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he's, like, he's like i see a muffin gotta eat a muffin <laughs> i mean this this uh, level has numerous people who just fucking love a muffin mm-hmm. um i here's what i here's my promise to you folks um i will drop in in the edit here i will try again using the other plate if it works i will let you know okay i bet it won't I don't know whether I'm frustrated or relieved to note that, uh, in fact, this does work. Um, If you use the correct platter, the one that's labeled chocolate chips on the side, uh, after three muffins, uh, the guy moved on. So two to four. Got to make sure it's on the one to the side, the platter to the side. And apparently this works for some reason. But yeah, then you get to take him to this, uh, you get to take uh, Cassidy to this, uh, this house, and uh, 47 is ready to provide uh, pitches on every room in the house. Yes. Because um, 47 is the best at everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's kind of bad at this one. <laughs> is he? Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> it's, it's great. Because, like, one, it is great to see him slip a little, and it is also great to see, like, part of that effect in this in this series of, like, you wear the costume, people don't ask questions, mm-hmm. 
but like he is doing a be- like when you take up to the to the attic and he's like there's probably a lot of mold in here it sucks up here <laughs> it's like he's doing a bad job but i would argue that he's just calling out eventually what every homeowner is probably going to say anyway oh my attic's got mold in it Welcome to homeownership. That just seems sure. that just seems yeah, like that yeah, problem. He might you. he he might just be trying to get ahead of the inspection a little bit. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, kind of play it like like oh, ha, there's like blood and mold and stuff. But like, who really cares? Am I right? You know, like it's only one point one. But that so. but, but that sales pitch in the living room is. We have to admit that is like Pulitzer Prize brilliance. Two easily accessible exits. Most people use this for watching TV, TV. or recreational <laughs> activities. The dark floors, those hide stains. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I admit, I, when I first played this, I was like, wow, he's talking about blood. And of course he is, but I'm here like, I could use a floor that hid stains. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm a klutz. Um... I, I think I also just really love his tone of voice when he's in the kitchen explaining that the kitchen is tied for the most dangerous room mm-hmm. in the house. The kitchen and the bathroom, the two most dangerous rooms in the house. Oh, a gas stove. <laughs> just the way he just says, like, a gas stove. Like, like you can tell he's excited about blowing someone up and then just immediately moves on. No other words about the gas stove. I do like that uh, if you time it right, you can you can get you can get in the house as the realtor bring Cassidy into the kitchen and mid presentation the the worker that's working on the stove will stand up okay so I'm gonna get out of here so you can sell this house. <laughs> oh, Excellent. This game is so good. Uh, of course, the the star of the tour is the uh, locked upstairs room where the man died and there's still a bunch of blood there Mm -hmm. um and 47 always here to teach always here to help uh has no choice but to answer as as helpfully as possible when cassidy asks what happened here yes he's like well (laughs) judging by the blood stains (laughs) and uh the pattern uh probably a severe allergic reaction or of course poisoning uh, was conscious for about 20 to 30 seconds. Uh, died within minutes, obviously. Probably a lot of pain. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you take him down to the, the basement and there's the bomb vault. Yeah, so... The cornerstone of any, I, of any house sale. I mean, I, yeah, ideally. Like, <clears throat> now you're speaking my language. Okay, so I did not play this beyond the one time just before we recorded to test the glitch, right? So I don't remember. Like, what's the deal with the vault? Because, like, I only care about the basement. I'm like, why? Like, I I forget the in-plot reason why he's so intently, uh, you know, interested in the vault specifically. I mean, he's very paranoid about security generally, but also I think it's just, like, he has a lot of stuff for Providence that he wants to hide in there. I don't... There, there might be a moment where he talks specifically about something. I didn't encounter that. I just, I didn't encounter it when I was playing for this, and I just didn't remember. So I just wanted to ask. I just, right. I, I question the value of a vault lined with bombs. There are certain things that where it's like, listen, if this sees the light of day, we're screwed. We have to, you know, like, you know, no trace. But like, 
isn't there a way to like get rid of someone an intruder without destroying everything in the vault see i'm wondering if the vault's actually destroyed i mean the bombs go off through the whole or are you saying is that the hallway to the vault, it's the hallway, the vault i fine. think it's the hallway to, i think right. it's the room before the vault because i yeah. if i remember correctly in my playthrough for this he does look at 47 the real litter and say do you know what this vault was used for or something to that effect hmm. and i don't think 47 gives cassidy an answer i see i see okay i i made a bad assumption there then fair enough no i don't think that's bad if you didn't encounter it that doesn't make it bad also i'm just gonna say i I remember when I first encountered this, like I had a distinct moment, right? So I encountered the vault in the sale house after I had encountered the tunnels that connect to other houses that we'll get to, right? Mm-hmm. I remember oh, yeah. for a moment being so excited. I'm like, wait, do all these houses connect? And then I was like, well, that doesn't make sense, right? Like, because they wouldn't have, like, these tunnels can't have been put here by the, like, Illuminati for this because they just moved these people in fairly recently. There has to be some deeper backstory that I'm like going and again, like turning into this weird, like Lovecrafty and like all the tunnels are, you know, they're connected. Like, is he's going into this like big schizo post and then it's like, oh, it's not connected. It's it's just those other two houses. I mean, Damn. It's, it's from New England, right? I mean, it could be like, oh, these like, you know, of course, the building on top is new, but parts of this basement down that like go date back to the American yeah, Revolutionary really War excited. where they were used for smuggling rifles. Something right? cool. Something cool. You know, Something there are a lot of different ways it can go, um, yeah. but sadly, it doesn't. It doesn't sadly, do not that. so much. Just that one tunnel, which uh, is used for smuggling rifles. There are some weapons in there, but yeah. there's a car bomb. Yeah, yeah. Can you put it on a car, or is it just a remote detonated bomb that's colorfully called a car bomb? I think it's just colorfully called a car bomb. You okay. probably find a way to like attach it to a car. Sure. Sure. I was just wondering if there was a, yeah, deep, you know. It's trying to pry into the deep philosophical question of what is a car bomb? Is it just a bomb that you put in a car? I mean. I mean, I don't know any explosives experts. Uh, <laughs> Ty, you're the closest I get. No, and I don't, I don't no. think you're going to know this one. But like, perhaps, I mean, I, I suppose you would need it. Like, you couldn't just do a, I mean, you probably could just do, but it would be more effective to do some, a higher penetration than a classic fragmentation for a car bomb because of all the metal in the way. Yeah, well, it's my understanding that like for for stuff like that, you don't you don't build in any uh, like shrapnel or fragmentation at all. You're just going with like as much of a explosive like payload as possible, right? So yeah, like, I mean, I guess it comes with its own right because yeah. right yeah, the car it has all the parts, and then you, also like concussive shockwaves are super fucking like brutal on their own. Like mm-hmm. so, hmm. you know, just, you don't need that. Yeah, you don't have to like worry about that. You know, it's not like a grenade or something. Alright, alright. I don't know. Good to know. I just, I thought it was, like, odd, because, like, also, like, car bomb implies that they, like, created a different kind of object versus, like, remote detonated explosive. It could have used the same name, because it uses the same uh, graphical assets as the, like, or the remote bomb, you know? It's like, what? It's just weird. Yeah, it does make you wonder if there's some, like, maybe some abandoned idea or something. Like, you know, there is uh, one of the, um challenges that is the one of the redacted ones and i didn't end up doing it but the art of it is like a car exploding um or maybe it originally had a different purpose and like also like car bombs in video games like you know obviously not the biggest thing they're not they're not like 
rocket launchers, right? right? But like you go back through like like GTA, like GTA three onward, like well not I think eventually they stopped doing it, but it was a big part of like jobs and stuff in GTA three. You know, it has a storied history. So yeah. Scarface the world's yours. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, you know, the troubles. Yeah. Classic. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I they're I don't think they were probably trying to connect to the Troubles. It's a valid comparison. Well, on your I, part, I mean, it's but just, I, yeah. I, I'm genetically hard-coded to make that Listen, connection. My, my my dad was in a house when a boy came by asking for empty bottles to make petrol bombs. Like, you, I fun. know. That's fun. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay, actually, sorry, this is a good point. I have another question if anyone tried this. So, it's my understanding that you can only uh, poison... Uh, food, for example, when it's out on a specific container, and then once you've poisoned, let's say, the cupcake or whatever, the entree, you can't then interact with that object again except to give it out. You can't pick it back up, right? So, because I asked, okay, because like you can put a muffin into Cassidy's mailbox and he just takes it because he takes whatever you put in there, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, could you poison a muffin and put it in there? I don't think so. I didn't get to try it though, because I don't think that's how that works. No, no. So. I think, um, yeah. In all my experiences, and I have, I have, I haven't tried that exact thing, but I have tried similar things. And once you poison something, it is glued to the spot, and only like scripted yeah. distribution yeah. methods work. Yeah. Did anyone else like just walk around like giving gifts of like putting things in the mailbox all the time? All the time. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Because nah, then you I, get, then it cuts to the little cam whenever they open it, you know. <laughs> I should I should do that. I I didn't hit um twenty this time. I think I'm like fifteen. Yeah. So I'll go back and do it a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, busy busy time around here. Uh, I, I even had to delay the recording. Apologies, but um, yeah. So I I would love to do a little more poking around, and perhaps I'll deliver some gifts. I have some old. <laughs> so we had a house where we had a scorpion problem. Okay. They were just common brown scorpions, but it still f- fucking hurt when they got you, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and they liked dark places that yeah. got hot, like a mailbox. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, and you know, like, if you just open it up and there was no mail in there, you would see the scorpion and it's fine. But like, if there's a letter in there, sometimes there's a scorpion behind the letter. And that makes me not want to interact with mailboxes, generally speaking, in my life. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that, yeah, that <laughs> sucks a lot. <laughs> I also, uh, when I was when I was young, um, I went to go to bed and I lay down, and apparently I lay down with a scorpion underneath me, right in the middle of my back. And yeah, uh, you had a lot town. of them. You had a lot of them. That's crazy. Yeah, there were a lot of scorpions. I because they were always like way like they're like the they're like the shiny like okay so spiders are like the regular Pokemon and then squ- uh-huh. scorpions were like the shiny version that yeah. you encountered like totally. very rarely you know and you're like oh that's kind of cool even though like fuck you you know <laughs> um that that's my experience so like I'm sorry you got you got like zoinked with them it's it's funny because it's like I don't have any active like there's no conscious level disdain for them or hatred or anything but i am discovering there is a deep subconscious layer (laughs) where i'm just like oh fuck scorpions dude there's something there's something extremely pure about the like skinner box uh setup for that (laughs) of like i get i reach into the literal mailbox and ouch like i get stuck (laughs) 
it's fuck. in that moment. In that moment, my hand is Schrodinger's hand. Is it going to be stung or not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only way to know is to try. No. Um, well, this is how I know that Ty and I are, are in categorically different biomes because I think uh, if a if a regular Pokemon is a spider around here, the shiny is definitely a praying mantis. Yo, praying mantises are cool. Though, oh no, that, okay, that, I hate. I'm not gonna throw shade at the praying mantis. But every so often when I see him, because I don't see him very regularly, I'm just like, oh, that's a praying mantis. On- they're fucking sick. Yeah, they're great. No, they're, I, love I, love, I love, okay, here's the thing. I don't like spiders, because there are a ton of spiders. I mean, they're kind of everywhere, but like mm-hmm. um, where I'm from, there's a lot of them. A lot of them are very poisonous. Um, so praying mantises, which are not actually native to where I'm from, but whatever, um, they're like the ultimate spider killers. Like they're the one thing that can take them down. Oh, right? Yeah. They're like God's perfect engineered murder machine. <laughs> so they are they are like the yeah, they're like the the you know, the part of the, the final solution to the spider question. Um and I'm here for that. Um so yeah, I, I praying mantises are like I don't know, one day, like, we can go places together. That's there all. are jokes you can make because you're Jewish <laughs> that it's just like Jesus time. <laughs> I know you are, but you still can't say that. <laughs> okay, uh, cut it. <laughs> All right, so uh, okay, we've got a lot of places we can go. This is a very non-linear level. What do folks want to talk about? The clues. Got it. I, th- I mean, wants to talk about so, the clues. Okay, I, th- I, I, we were talking. Uh, was it, I don't remember if it was before the recording or during the recording about the clues being very annoying to get over multiple attempts. I agree with yeah. that completely. But I do I do like how they are set up and spread out. I do think it, I do think that's a very fun fun addition to this. Um, like I do like. That I'll be also just. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go right. Oh, like you inexplicably have to just dig for one of them, and it's. It, at least when I originally f- figured that out, I figured it out almost completely organically. Like I, w- I knew there was a clue somewhere in the area, but it wasn't like on the exact spot. Mm-hmm. And then um, I happened to just have a shovel. And then all of a sudden I saw the <laughs> dig icon. I'm like, wait, what? Guess I'll dig. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, guess, <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm digging. <laughs> and and that, that, that's, what it's, that's what it's like to, to play through life as the main characters. You just get these like really helpful prompts. You're like, oh, I guess I'll do this thing. It immediately pans out. Yeah. I hate not being the main character. I never get these prompts. <laughs> yeah. It would be so helpful. <laughs> Very helpful. Yeah. The shinies just appear. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. something I, so I've played this a lot, obviously, over the last like 48 hours, as we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not that annoyed by it, if I'm being totally honest. Which is saying a lot. Like, I would think that I would be sick to death of um, having to go get the clues every time. And I just want to note this um, because I think it speaks to uh, the overall, like, jouissance of the level. That I, you know, I don't even care. I'm having, I'm having a good time. I think it's only a problem when you forget and when you forget <laughs> until the end. Like, if you get stuff as you go, it's totally fine. There are lots of instances where it's like you have to knock out someone in order to get to a target. And, hey, they had a clue on them, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, you pass through this area and there's a clue on the table. But when you get to the end and you're like, all right, everyone's dead. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have to go back into the house and get the f- microfilm and then take it to the neighbor because she had a brief phase where she thought she'd do microfilming as a hobby and then realized that wasn't a thing. Yeah, totally normal one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, so I actually, I, I, I empathize with that woman. Um, so I have a thing for, uh, like extremely small uh like typefaces and stuff like that i just think that like microprinting is cool um and obviously genuine like microfilm is like the sort of apex of that right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. or whatever the small spatial apex is whatever anyway um but then i realized that like these things aren't very cool to like show people when they come over because like you can't show someone microfilm so like i have a necklace that has a whole uh like uh, Jewish mystical text inside of it in microfilm. But I, I, I can literally never show anyone that, right? It's like the worst party trick ever. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this really <laughs> awesome hobby that I can tell you about abstractly. And that's it. That's as far as it goes, you know? So, like, I, I, I genuinely feel for this one. Well, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to derail this a little bit. Would you rather have that? <laughs> How out of character for this would episode. You, would you rather have that or... Say that you have a book that's bound in human skin. Why not both? <laughs> why not, why not I mean, have a book written in, like, micro font that's bound in human skin? I mean, that's so much cheaper. I'd imagine human skin is really expensive, right? Well, so, the, like, a really small book. The reason okay, I ask. It's practical. The, the reason I asked is uh, I recently had house guests who uh, were in from Scotland and we went to the Mütter Museum in Philly, which is a medical history museum, essentially. Uh, it's one of those like proofs that modern medical science is grounded in barbarism. <laughs> but there is there are there is I uh, my partner and I kind of dipped out early because uh for some reason or another she wasn't feeling it so we we just sort of hung out you know in the lobby waited for our two friends to sort of walk through and we popped into the gift shop and i saw this book called dark archives a history of books being bound by human skin that's fine so what i learned early on in the book is if you are if you were a doctor in the late 1800s early 20 or late 18 early 1900s i guess i could say early 20th century and you had a serious book collection or you were you were fond of collecting rare books yeah. uh, more often than not you were you were going to cross the threshold of having a book bound in human skin that's pretty cool you know and well, like i i play enough rim world where that's like not too freaky that's like i get it's like a grail you know it's like that's just a good use of resources i mean what else are you gonna use human skin for but like working as a healthcare healthcare worker in you know the 21st century i'm like wow that raises a ton of questions about like consent and you know oh no i i I think you know all the answers to those questions oh 100 i I do 100 um yeah, I mean, like, but yeah, like, where do you go after, you know, you, you've, you've scratched your first edition itch, you know, so to I speak, mean, you're like, you got to take it to the next level. I mean, like, you're not a casual, right? right you're not a yeah. casual bibliophile. I mean, so, you know, Fear and Loathing you know. in Las Vegas taught me something. Once you get into a serious drug collection, the tendency is to take it as far <laughs> as you can. Um, yeah. I, I mean, imagine, okay, imagine this, mm-hmm. right? Imagine you had a copy, a, a copy of the three main books of The Lord of the Rings, <laughs> made out of J.R.R. Tolkien leather. Isn't that like the ultimate 
you know, tribute. No, I wouldn't want that. No, I wouldn't want that. No? Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I don't mean, he's need, already I, dead. What does he want the skin for? I don't for? need Tan Token oh, in my life. I just don't. Yeah. Okay, that's that's. I mean, listen, I don't. I don't necessarily need a copy of, of Lord of the Rings in general. Sure. No, there, but, there's there's something there's something about like right, like the the sort of like universality of like the that as a like you know text, right, or like three text, whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of undermined when you are literally binding that to the like concrete, like again, pun intended, embodied materiality of the author's skin leather, mm-hmm. like to bind the book, right, like. I don't know. Like it just it's it it puts Lord so of the Rings in a pretend con- irony fan. I'm just saying it puts it in, in too much of a context. You know, like um, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. Yeah, it's in context and in content now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I was I was trying to set up a death of the author joke, but I just kind of bailed on it. Well, so. it, I I think it it makes it like one of those like like one of those like essays that were written like you know free public you know public you know domain essays about something that you can buy off of amazon for 10 bucks printed mm-hmm. it's like okay this is just the like unnecessary commercialization of a thing yeah. sure what if it was like something really banal like what if it's just like completely <laughs> yeah like mediocre but it's bound in human skin like how would you there's an anecdote well, like about that in the book, time. I'm glad that you mentioned. <laughs> glad that you phrased it that way. There was a man. I don't remember his name, at the, and the book is downstairs, so I don't. I can't go get it for reference. But um, his, uh, he, I believe he's a he was a widower, and uh, his wife's favorite book was given to him as a gift, bound in human skin, not of his wife, but of someone else. And yeah. he treasured that. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I, it's I, a little yeah. odd. But There's something very intimate about that, right? Like, it's almost like uh, like swingers, right? Like, you have that <laughs> third party that you brought in into this intimate... Like, We've officially well, hit the point where I don't want to be here. Well, <laughs> right? Like, that that's human skin that, you know, you and her, you touched together, right? Like, you shared that, like, special, like, intimate, tactile... You know, like, you know, a little bit of her rubbed off on that other third party skin. My, my favorite part of, of this is that it was it was in the possession of uh, Harvard. And when it was tested and proved that the book was actually bound by human skin, like in 2014, Harvard posted it on the Harvard blog, which just chef's kiss on that little tidbit right there and the blog which was normally very quiet inactive <laughs> almost dead got thousands upon thousands of comments regarding that specific post and people were on so many different sides as to whether or not the book should be destroyed and the skin should be buried or what to do with it and so yeah i feel like i feel like that's a testing of the brand right because like if you're harvard you should be able to just have anything and say anything it's like oh well that's kind of respectable like it's in a collection at harvard Mm -hmm. you know like whatever it doesn't matter right Right. but like you know that like you're getting a little like slightly contentious like cultural territory if you can post it on a blog and like people have like hot takes like i shouldn't be there right you're like oh shit like we gotta you know gotta grow the endowment or whatever well i think Um, the, the common the common uh feeling about it was that it held no research value so why would harvard have it 
They also don't know how. Well, now you're just not thinking creative. <laughs> they, they also, I, I also think that there's a lack of knowledge on how a state law works. So, uh, yeah. So re- re- reading about human. I'm gonna I'm gonna give six this opportunity to steer us back. I think we need to. Um, <laughs> reading about human skin books is cool, but like we should really talk about these clues. <laughs> yeah, Charbroil. This, this, this is this is where you get into trouble. Like where you have like you know a RimWorld player, like a, a deep mod RimWorld player like on your podcast like we can go we can go all the way with this one you know um but yeah let's take it back okay okay well uh i feel like i've lost the thread on the clues so let's just talk about the barbecue yes and the absolute coward what's the guy's deal is he just like why is he paralyzed by the not having the propane like why is he freaking out I assumed it was just anxiety because I have anxiety and I get it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's a. Well, I feel like an ass now. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean if you have f- fun theories, please go um, off. I don't know. <laughs> I think. I, I don't really. I don't really have any fun theories. But I, I at least I don't have any fun theories that aren't you know based in what I've seen in sitcoms. Because I feel like when uh, in sitcoms, when this situation is presented, the person doing the cooking is ju- they just dig in and they're like, yep, we have enough. I promise. And then every then everybody gets sick because everything's undercooked. Uh, American television. Um, so, yeah, I don't really See, no, I don't I don't really have any fun theories. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know for me like there's this whole like so the guy is just like freaking out but for no like clear reason like it's like he doesn't know what to do right and then similarly like the wife or whatever the, the significant other and like the polka dot address are doing this like weird again like retro like 50s kind of vibe it's like mm-hmm. they're like they're like reptiles and skin suits like trying really hard to be like all american like normal family having a barbecue because we just moved into the neighborhood and like failing miserably right um, yeah I mean, there's a whole vibe kind of going on here the stepfords don't want to be discovered <laughs> yeah i it's it's so funny because it's like i just would say all the things but instead of the lizards i just say anxious people right <laughs> it's like oh no we're new in this neighborhood oh they've got a 50s thing going on we can do 50s oh don't worry i'm sure the barbecue's gonna go great oh god i can't believe he didn't get enough propane but i can't leave the barbecue everyone's gonna think i'm being irresponsible what do i do i guess i guess in favor of your anxiety so again the question of like they just moved in so they presumably haven't had a cookout before so if they just bought a full tank of propane how the hell did they run out they were cooking for hours on that thing to kill the tank right so was Mm -hmm. he like out at like 3 a.m he's like drilling practicing he's like oh man yeah i'm grilling i'm grilling he's going through like thousand dollars of meat like to be able to like grill yeah. I mean, this is the sitcom episode, right? Is that he's like, and we'll just have a, a chill barbecue and it'll be nice. And then his wife gets him the, the, like the apron that says barbecue king. And he's like, oh God, there's so much pressure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Turns into that episode of Seinfeld where the, the dad has the number one dad shirt and he walks around bragging about it. Yeah. <laughs> Only instead of bragging about it, he just feels like he's just got a massive inferiority complex yep. about it. I don't deserve this number one shirt. 
Uh, I mean, this is the guy. This is guy is a is a romance novel author. Mm-hmm. That's a fun thing. You yeah. look around his house, you can find that he uh, he's the author of Chains of Love, which is a spinoff of uh, Cassandra Snow, which is another series that we uh, we've had to we've had to bring up on here. So you know, that's fun. I, it's I like feel Twilight. like I feel, I feel like a different group of podcast hosts. This would be like a good angle into. I feel like the jokes around uh, romance and sort of like that soft erotica type like literature has really like transformed after the phenomenon of Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Like I swear like someone could like write like maybe not a full dissertation but like a master's thesis on like the representation of romance like in other media, right? Like how it all like is still like in this like kind of phase of being like Fifty Shades jokes um i don't know that's not us i'm not saying we do that but i'm just like flagging it well as someone who likes a very wide swath of pop music i think uh erasure might have a case uh for copyright infringement because one of their biggest (laughs) hits is chains of love good enough that's good enough all i can bring to that (laughs) it's good song not in the hitman verse yeah not in the Hitman verse. Never happened in, in Hitman in the world of assassination. That song never came out. Did it? How do you know? I just told you. Okay. I'm the host of the show. I have to know these <laughs> I'm things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Listen, I'm used to dealing with the weakness and foolishness of lesser beings. I know. It must get tiresome. Six just thumbs to the correct page in his podcast DM manual. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so we're rolling for magical items now. Roll a d20 to see if Erasure's Chains of Love was released in the world of assassination. <laughs> it's a pill organizer of wondrous things. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, yeah, I'm... I, I like this one just because, I, I I don't know, I think it's fun to, to, to be at the barbecue. Though this is one... So I did actually do some of the um, escalations this time, okay. right? And there's one of them that is just... Ty, you, did you Escalation this time? I did half of them, not all. That's all I felt okay. like doing. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Cool. You probably did. I think it was the first one on the list, which is just like walk into the barbecue and shoot someone. <laughs> and just do that like three times. It's the most baffling nothing Escalation. It's so easy and there's no theme. It's just like walk into the barbecue with an assault rifle. Yeah, yeah like, there's, oh, two of, okay. there's two of those. <laughs> <laughs> At least there's this. Okay, well, why do I get? I don't want to get like scattered here, but there's that one, and then there's the fumigation one, which you're like, what? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, yeah. No, it was it was something. Hey, it's like what four thousand XP? Mm-hmm. Again, hot hot tip for uh, listeners who, if you're trying to grind out uh, mastery on a level, just do the escalation. Sometimes they're a joke, and you get a bunch of XP. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they're actually kind of cool. There's one that's the McAllister ransack, which is just burglary, just like sneak into people's houses and steal shit. And I think that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, you know how like, um, there was a period where you could be like an indie game developer and you could be like, you could have your deep moment of like, I like to imagine games like without like violence or like whatever, you know, it's cooperative or whatever. You throw some buzzwords in there and like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, cause you're not making Call of Duty or whatever. Um, yeah. So this is like, what if Hitman, but without Hitman, you know, um, yeah, mm-hmm. you're just sneaking around. 
good time. It's too bad these days the equivalent is like the wholesome game, you know, thing, and I don't think you could really fit this in there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, let's not go there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, you can make some wholesome burglary. I'll bet you there's yeah, a way to show sure. it's for charity. Sure. You donate everything. You do. Yes. Okay. It's Disney's Robin Hood, the game. It's okay because they're cute animals. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the only escalation that I would say is like straight up. I thought pretty good. Um, the O'Leary conflagration is is only fun because it's playing with a part of the level that doesn't matter, which is the fact that there's the the nice old grandma who makes muffins who's a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny when you don't know this about here and you're just exploring the level and you go into a basement and the pop the subtitle pops up that says murder basement yep. and you're like uh. <laughs> uh yeah apparently ever since an incident in uh in i think high school she's been obsessed with poisoning boys okay hmm. so yeah um that's that's fun. Good for her. She's got a she's got a fun little like PPK that's like pink with like decals on it that you can get as an unlock. Yeah, it's really funny. I don't know. I I always see. Um, so I was like shopping for a um, a micro compact not that long ago. I mean, kind of a long time ago now. And like a lot of a lot of firearms in that class are like, oh, it's for the ladies. It's a purse gun, so it's like the same fucking gun. It's just like pink. And I'm uh, like, geez. who is buying these? Like, who's like, yo, I'm gonna take my girlfriend to the gun store and get the, like the pink Glock. You know, like what the fuck? <laughs> it's incomprehensible to me. Anyway, it's just like fundamentally, I don't get it. Um, and so it was really funny, yeah, seeing like Grand's Grand's little gun. Um, I was using it just before recording. Um, it's pretty bad. It's not silenced, right? It's no, just a, no, no. Yeah. I just walked into Cassidy's bunk, like house or whatever and just started shooting with it. Nice. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, let's see how it goes. Um, it's okay. It shoots pretty fast. has a high rate nice. of fire, but not substantially higher than the Haskell, um, the, the Glock mm-hmm. uh, in the game. The only use case of a pink Glock I know of is on an Outcast album cover. I mean, I mean, you, I just you don't can just like 3D, you can three D print one and just make it whatever color you want. Sure, but yeah, I I just I just would go with a five seven, but pinks I'm I'm on board. Uh, hey six, how much money do you have? Because five seven not that a lot much. Of money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also I don't have the desire to actually own a gun. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I remember I remember like having this conversation, you know, when my when I was a kid. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'd really like a, you know, a target handgun, whatever, my uncle. And I'm like, yeah, I really enjoy it. Bread in 92, you know, like the military had and all that stuff. Because they shoot great sure. and fun. And he's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's like, I'm like, I don't really like the way the Glock looks and the sights are kind of shitty. And he's like, yeah, but it's like a quarter of the price. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that is a thing, isn't it? Like, I might not have like, you know, $1,500 to drop on a, on a gun. I mean, yeah. listen, if I actually had to do this thing genuinely, I would buy an M1911 clone. Just like forty-seven, the silver baller. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Though mine would be a pink baller, because <laughs> I'm a pink baller. Uh, next mission story to to talk about. So, 
There are a couple with uh, Janice's house that are just kind of like, there's a problem at Janice's house. If you address it, you can kill him. Um, so there's like, like, hey, he's tr tr his guards are trying to get him to quit smoking. If you give him back his cigarettes, maybe he'll blow himself up. Hey, he's got a gopher problem. You could put a bomb in a gopher hole. Um, That's fun. It's wacky. It's, it's kooky. The, the the problem is, I feel like very few of the mission stories with Janice involve you actually interacting with Janice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a character who knows 47, theoretically, I was really hoping there'd be something like um, the one from Hokkaido, which is like the, you know, like, Hello 47, or, you know, whatever, the one where you can walk up in a suit and he just has a heart attack. Like, I don't necessarily want that reproduced, but I want that level of playing with the history. Mm-hmm. But not so much. Well, they they screwed around it, right? Like uh, from what I remember, just off off the cuff, he's like, "Oh, you know, you you have like uh, a remarkable face, Eastern European, yes." Then he like compliments you on your like Crusader Kings, like good genetics or whatever. Um, yeah. But he he like he says it in such a way where you sort of you know you think for a second that it might pop off, but then it doesn't. Um, Seems like kind of a missed opportunity, but I don't know. He's also he's also an ancient man, right? Like, yeah. how long has it been since he actually interacted with Forty Seven? I mean, it's been since Forty Seven was very very young. So you've got yeah. to like, I would say at least three decades, mm -hmm. probably more. Yeah. So I mean, I know you're not that old, right? But like, sure. damn, you know, like I I can see. For Personal. Oh, sure, sure. I just think it would have been fun. Like, I just would have had more fun if there was, if some of the mission stories felt like they were engaging with Janice's relationships to the world and his history. Or, or even just engaging with more of the lore. Yeah. Because it's also, I guess, like, one thing is, like, it's like, oh, he's, like, obsessively archiving, right? Like, he's doing this and mm -hmm. that, like, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, it would be cool if that actually, like, had some kind of... Like, you would expect that, like, you know, that sure. character of all, you know, to, like, have some... To be thinking about, like, you know, those loose ends in a long career, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And, I mean, there have been instances of mission stories in the past that did this kind of thing, right? Like, you can show, like, home videos to like the dude in sapienza right? Yeah, right or you know you can reenact uh like a like a, a you know like panic episode inducing thing in colorado with mm -hmm. sean rose you know but yeah well <sighs> the road not taken yes what is funny right. though is you can get his cigarettes go put them back and then wait for him to come have him smoke a cigarette and then throw a bomb in the window and blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I like, I, I do also like, I, uh, <laughs> I did because I was bored one time. I, I had a save where I was, um, like outside the bathroom waiting for him to come in and throw up in the toilet so I could, you know, suffocate him. Yeah, and I kept like taking the next step afterwards and like goofing up. Um, and so the save was before he'd arrived, and so I already had the the challenge for poisoning him. So I just put a block of C four in the bowl <laughs> of the toilet. 
<laughs> it's just the most childish shit, but it's still funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it's, that's broad strokes the level. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the most annoying thing about it is the way that unless you're like willing to monitor people's like movements, uh, it's annoying to get from house to house because like they all their yards are connected, but a bunch of the yards are like trespassing or hostile. Um, and so it's a little frustrating having to run around the outside over and over, but it's just a really cool level with a bunch of neat shit in it. Mm -hmm. I, 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 there's something about that though. Okay. Right. Like, um, I actually kind of like the format of being able to like have this circuit, right. That gives you access to the front of the house. Right. And then the backs are all Mm -hmm. connected, but it's, it's complicated and you have to like actually manage disguises or be, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but have this really like, okay, I can tackle each of these like little mini environments as like a discrete problem, right? And if I solve that discrete problem, it then gives me access to its own backyard. And then like that gives me like, oh, I can hop this fence or do you do whatever. Like um, it makes it, I don't know, like really easy for me to like maneuver and kind of like orient and sort of like, like problematize the space or spatialize the problem i don't know there's something it just like felt good like i know it's kind of annoying but like the track the like little loop around the neighborhood it's not too long like blah 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 it's just i thought it was not as bad i I mean i i probably made it sound worse than it is i do think that fundamentally the dynamics of like if you want access to the front yard Sure, no problem. If you want to use the backyard, it's going to be tricky. It's There's going to be complications. I think that's a really cool dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Now, getting back to what Ty just said about... Like, isn't there a puzzle in Janice's basement that is kind of like that, too? Or am I misremembering this completely? Like there's, I might have just not bumped into this. Okay, no, it's not. Now this puzzle doesn't like lead you anywhere, but I'm pretty sure there's like this square puzzle that's almost like a mosaic in the basement. Um, but it, when Ty was talking about how each section of it is like its own individual problem, it made me think of that. So I might be misremembering it because no, I mean I I probably just don't remember because you know, because like, mm-hmm. fatigue is real. But um, but yeah, I I just think that. In terms of the quality output we get in this series, in this particular trilogy, I think this one is, it's like you've gotten, over the course of Hitman 2, you've gotten really big and expansive and dense. Uh, This is just like a nice little tight morsel before the conclusion. And yeah, I, I, with a bunch of cool it's, stuff, and in. it's and it's it's almost kind of like you're having a little bit of your dessert before your dinner. It's 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 a it's a real. I I just I love this level so much. Uh, and it's really fun that then our second mission set in uh, Whittleton Creek is like you could hire any banger off the street to do this. Yeah. One. <laughs> Uh, so this is a sequel actually to our one from Miami that was a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, yes, this is the this that was AJ, AJ mm-hmm. Ajit Krish, um, who was uh marketing Atlantide, which is a, a con drink 
Khan special water. Um, and this is the guy who came up with it, uh, Galen Voles. Um, and here's what you do. You walk up to his house, you jump over the fence, you go in through the basement, and then you shoot him. And then you leave. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. Yeah. <sighs> in and a way they, that's and, kind and, of delightful. And when you load in, right, the uh, the deputy tells you, like, man, all this all this security system. And you can just go through the basement. And you're like, oh, man, that's cool. Thank you, brother. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know why you'd want a security system over a flesh and blood, you know, police officer. And I'm like, mm, I have a few reasons. But I, I see what you're getting at. <laughs> 47 like. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the only real, like, there are, of course, no mission stories. This is very common with these uh, side ob- ob- objective ones. Um, the only real thing you can do is there's a challenge um, where you approach him as the mailman and he gives you a personal, like, consultation. Um, that's fine. You get to hear the first person pitch for, you know, alternative medicine bullshit. That's a part of this that I feel a little eh about, which is part of their building up of, uh, of, of Galen Voles as this big villain is explaining that he's really misleading and exploiting the alternative medicine community. And I'm like, yeah, that's what that community is, is people there to be exploited. Like I am not saying that it's okay to exploit them, but like, anyone engaged in that business whatsoever is either unbelievably stupid to think their product works or knows it doesn't and is robbing them. I mean, I feel, I feel like, look, uh, you're going to get into some interesting to like areas here with, um, particularly like, um, like what constitutes like the sort of like boundaries of like, you know, true discourse and authority um in like medical practice right and like Mm. to what degree is that like centralized around like you know sort of like nodes of socioeconomic power in our society right i personally ty your your unreliable co-host am not interested at all in pursuing that however if i like teleport myself back in time five years ago five years ago ty like when you met me i would have i would care about that Right? Like, I'd be like, well, who decides, like, what's alternative medicine and whatnot, sure. right? Like, um, you know, everything is done for profit motive anyway. And, like, you know, why is, I don't know, like, why is, you know, smudging alternative, you know, like, medicine, but, like, I don't know, sling and perk sets is, like, legitimate, you know, practice, like, blah, 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 right? Like, there's a lot yeah. you can say about that. I just don't care. So, um, yeah. yeah, shoot the guy in the head, whatever. I, I guess since I brought it up, I will I will try and round it out by saying, like, I <laughs> I want alternatives to our current medical system and our current medicines, right? I think that's obviously a good thing. It's just that what I have observed of that market in the United States is that it is almost entirely either people exploiting or people being exploited. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, disagree. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you yeah. know. Like, a really, a really uppity grad student could, like, give you an unfun 10 minutes of your life talking I mean, about that. I mean, most things, listen, I am I am not, like, most of my logic is not well-equipped for fighting grad students. This is just a fact oh, about oh, me. Oh, no, no, you do, that's not how you fight grad students. Like, that. that's why, you know, on the eighth day, you got to shotguns, you know? 
Um, sure. Fair. Fair. As a, as an academic myself, yeah. I guess I own a uh, I own a Mac Ten that is stamped on it. It says dissertation. <laughs> uh, That's kind of, hey, that is, that is the that weirdest I, destiny I, weapon ever. <laughs> is the uh, is the silenced Mac Ten um, unique to this level, or is it in other levels in Hitman? I feel specific- like I. I just remembered it from this one. Um, I mean, there are other weapons that are, like, basically silenced, like, like you know, silenced handheld submachine guns. As far as specifically this one model, I'm not sure. Yeah, I feel like it might be the only one. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. I, I just might not have noticed it. But, um, hmm. Anyway. <laughs> this is, like, uh, in in terms of story, it's a sequel to that Miami mission. But in terms of execution, it is a sequel to that mission in Mumbai, where you just walk up to the guy. <laughs> and uh, this is this is like the way Ty elegantly put it last episode. Like that is one of, that is a typical forty seven Folgers in your cup sort of day. Like this is the forty seven hates his job day. Is like man, I got to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he definitely feels like a guy who, like, who's really excited to see the challenges of the day. And then it's like, uh, 47, we have a man standing on a corner who needs to be shot from a car. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> 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 Why did I get out of bed this morning? <sighs> Should have called out 47. Uh, Should have called out. <laughs> <laughs> 47 calling out, like, 47 calling another assassin and saying, yeah, I'm yeah. very sick. Can you cover me today? <laughs> if I were freelance, I wouldn't have to take these gigs. Yeah. I wanted to touch real quick on on mastery. I try and make yeah. this uh, a regular segment, even though it's of questionable relevance sometimes. There are a few interesting unlocks here. Um, there's a, a proximity concussion device, which is just a neat toy. Yeah. It's not particularly useful, but it's interesting. Um Level 20, you get a remote explosive rubber duck Mark II. Mm-hmm. Explosive rubber ducks are just a thing you should, especially the remote ones, are just a thing you should have in your arsenal. Yep. So if you don't have one, here's a chance to get one on a fun level. You can get a rubber. Yeah. Rubber ducks. Here's an rule. interesting thing. There's a crowbar. I don't think there are any other unlockable crowbars in this game. And this and is exclusive to three, to be clear. Oh, do you really? Wow, I didn't know that. It's it's especially useful in three because we'll get to it when we get to Hitman three. But there are level mechanics that are only accessible via crowbar. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me is when I buy Hitman three and it resets all of my progress on all the old levels for the second time, I'm gonna have to play this back up to Mastery twenty or whatever it is. Uh, Eighteen. 18. Uh, well, I think you can it. move all your progress forward, can you not? In theory. In we'll theory, see. but again, yes. this has already happened once. <laughs> uh, Ty, I think we need to introduce you to uh, a... <clears throat> it's a device called a save editor, and we'll just take care of this. But I did it the right way, Six. <laughs> I know, I you did it the, the right way, so now, now you can yes. do it the wrong now, way. Now, Listen, now, this is the dark turn. you should have the save editor be like, nope, I did this before. <laughs> I get all this. I used a Steam Achievement Unlocker. I used it for one achievement on one game because I completed the criteria for the achievement and it took me 
27 hours and then it didn't give me the achievement. Yeah, that's messed up. What a that's like, what that's like an average Paradox uh, Iron Man enjoyer yeah, moment. Well, it, it actually was Total War Three Kingdoms. It's for becoming emperor when you started as a governor. And I started as the governor Lu Ji, who is basically like starting with no army surrounded by yellow turbans. I just tooth and nailed, clawed my way to the top for 27 hours. It was a huge pain in the ass. Hey, right. That's not right Sorry, at all. I yeah. gave myself my achievement. I, yeah, I, I gave myself my achievement. I just, I just like that. I like that rags to riches, six Detmar story. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but yellow turbans around me. I'm going to the top, baby. <laughs> and I mean, listen. If I could have just worked with them, I mean, the yellow turbans were right is the thing. But true. Uh... <laughs> Had the wrong attitude, you know. At the end of the day, that's yeah. what it's about. Any other any other thoughts on uh, on Whittle and Creek here, folks? They really will just let anyone get on that bus. Yeah, I mean it's pretty lax security. I don't know. <laughs> I was being shot at as I got on that bus. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, and the bus still drives off at a very slow pace. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my, I was just saying it's one of my favorite like exit uh, like animations and just. The situations it's so funny just getting on with the uh, the automatic shotgun you know getting shot at like ah finally <laughs> i feel like i'm alive um <sighs> i I, f- I feel bad for the nurse that's all i'll say i mean i feel bad for goodness for him hey, that, that <laughs> his guy patient's dead preaching, now uh doctor-patient confidentiality with those ducks. And again, we all know ducks haven't existed since 1997. CIA. So he was just telling the CIA everything about old man Janice. You know, it was irresponsible. Completely. I mean, and it's not like he died. Well, True. on your playthrough. No, listen, it, it is the canon of Hitman that anyone who is not a target doesn't die. Yes. That is basically like because characters will recur that you can kill. Right. Well, so the reality though is that okay, actually, the nurse is a really good example of Hitman needs to relax, like chill the fuck out uh, regarding uh, embankments that lead to the out of bounds area where people <laughs> just die because you th- you yeah. throw I forget what I kept knocking him out with like a ranch or whatever you knock the nurse out and he just freaking crumples down into the creek and dies. You know, like, well, I think that's more a drowning thing than an out of bounds thing because you well yeah I just mean like they just put they just put like lethal water area just kind of around like a moat you know um, and made it way too easy to just slide in um, and then you just get it but you know non target killed body hidden you're like oh great I do like yeah. I, the body. I do like the idea of just bringing multiple ducks and setting them around the nurse. And just let the nurse <laughs> talk to the to the rubber ducks. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. And just hope that none of them were proximity, because oh god. Yeah. <laughs> or you bring uh. the concussive one and it knocks him into the water. He drowns. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that you could just pull an oar out of a garage and you could just exit via the creek. That's good. Yeah. I like this level. So I have a fun. <laughs> I have a fun fact before we go on to uh, we have a we have a question a listener question and Ooh. then we're gonna do our ranking. Okay. Um, but I have a fun fact for us. So, 
As mentioned, since we last recorded, a new level came out in Hitman 3, Ambrose Island. Yes. Uh, it's free for everyone. It came out, I think, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the interesting thing about Ambrose Island. Having played through it uh, only twice so far, um, I'm going to mostly save it for when we get there, yeah. um, but it takes place chronologically exactly after this level and before the next one. Yep, I was completely fascinated by that. I'm glad you brought it up. It's such a weird I'm coincidence. Like, Whoa, is Io listening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you are, uh, thank you for making good game. Uh, there's some bugs you could address, but I know you've got a lot of work on your plate. So I know you, you know, listen, you've got your uh, uh, priorities. Just, yeah. you know, take care of yourselves. Yeah, I, I was I was looking at the uh, average salaries for various positions at IO, and those guys don't make very much. Like, damn. Yeah. Like, all right, I mean, all right, like, job, I guess. But like, yeah, damn, it's kind of it's kind of shitty. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Um, impressions on that level. It is another level that doesn't have any mission stories, but it has challenges that sort of are effectively mission stories. Um, so that's interesting. Um, it has two targets and an, and an uh, extraneous objective. Mm-hmm. And uh, overall, uh, it was all right. I was like, I thought it might be like lower budget or something, given, you know, like their publisher state and stuff. But no, it was a pretty cool level. Yeah, I I felt that it was, I mean, I only played through it once. I didn't play through it twice. Um, like you, I, I did want to save it for when we get there. I did appreciate how intuitive this level felt. Mm. Like, I didn't feel the need for mission stories. Like, depending on um, how you wander through it, everything kind of pops out for you, and you're like, "Oh, I can go this way, or and, and do this thing, or I can go that way and do that thing." Um, there's a kind of a scavenger hunt that was a little annoying, but yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think because I fat because I figured out that what I needed to do, I'm like, oh, this will just acquaint me with getting around the island or the mm-hmm. or the little shore village that's going on there. Uh, I mm-hmm. I thought it was I think it, I think it's it's nicely designed, and I look forward to digging more into it next year. Next year, <laughs> yeah. Because if we manage to start hitting a pace of one a month, it's still going to be next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, all right, listener question. <clears throat> this comes in from Rick. If you lived in the suburb, what would you have in your basement? Um, I can answer that right now because I live in an apartment building and I desperately need... You know how, so when you go... Um, you go look at the house as the, or when the realtor is showing Cassie the house, like plenty of room mm-hmm. for a family or a man with lots of hobbies. I need a hobby basement. I, I've been priming minis like a, like a drug addict in my uh, apartment complex parking lot, like crouched down, like spraying spray paint into like a little box to prime my, my Eldar and my space Marines. Mm-hmm. Um, I need a hobby basement badly. That's my answer. It's funny because my answer is similar, but in a different direction. So you would walk around and you would hear people talking about like a oh, Six's house just has so like the Detmar house just has so many fucking gunpla in it. it has just so many. And you would walk through 
the upper two floors and be like, I mean, there's some here and there, but they're not that much. I guess it's just an art restriction. And then you would go into the basement and it'd just be packed with boxes of my backlog. Of the gunpla I have I bought and it. not built yet. I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a maze. As someone who is still relatively new to the hobby, uh, I would be jealous. Wait, uh, you I, you can be jealous. I can send you pictures of my backlog. Oh no, I, wait, so huge. wait, so six. If I wanted to ruin your life, uh, I uh-huh. could get you a three D printer. Could could you then like print out your own? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They uh, there are lots of like garage kit like sets out yeah. there for some really really cool machines that like it's like oh here's this 3d printed kit of like you know like a gigantic arms ausla and stuff that was i could oh yeah right. that would ruin my life cool all right just keeping that in the back <laughs> all right thank you uh yeah um i'd go the in on other that answer <laughs> <laughs> um the other answer the fun answer would just be that there would just be a bunch of bodies with knives already in them uh, that wouldn't really be me but that'd be interesting expected. I guess that's true. Hmm. You know that's that's okay. like that's like uh oh Tuscany. Wow, great great <laughs> theme, Barbara. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's combined. Uh, I guess I guess mine would be similar to a basement that's already in Whittleton Creek. Instead of musical instruments, it would just be a basement full of vinyl records. Yeah. That's the real oh, answer. Know, we all want it. You know what would actually be nice? Okay, changing my my second answer to another actually kind of serious answer. Okay. The upper two floors of the house would be very empty. Maybe the top one would actually have some boxes and stuff in it. And you get to the basement, that'd be where I actually live because the basements are usually cooler. I like basements. I, I used to have a basement apartment. It was fantastic. I like a basement as well. For that same reason, the basement we have here in this rented house is in in, in this balmy humidity, this balmy East Coast yeah. Philly humidity. I can go downstairs and I need pants and or a hoodie if I'm going to stay oh, there for a while. That sounds so good. It's like when and when I first moved in, um, partner was like what are you doing i'm like i'm well i we, i have so we have a tv down there that's like where i play like my playstation and if i decide to hook my switch up to a, a tv like i will play down there and i came up and i came up in the middle of august and put jeans and a hoodie on and she's like what are you doing i'm like i'm playing video games and seriously i'm like yeah <laughs> Do you know how cold it is down there? She came down and we looked up where like the air conditioning, like the central air, like rectangular tube that sort of starts piping everything, piping air to the rest of the house had ice coming off of it. Like beautiful. And <sighs> it's beautiful. And she came down. She's like, it's nice. I don't, I don't I'm like, I'm sitting down there and my teeth are chattering. you can't do this to me i'm sitting here i turn off the air conditioning and the fan when i podcast and i'm sitting here in this lovely southern california summer heat just like uh i'm gonna be editing out lots of ice tinking as i'm just chugging water to not die (laughs) yeah i mean i 
I'm I'm sitting here sweating as well. <laughs> and and that is just I mean, if you're ever on the East Coast, come on over, hang out. We'd be happy to have you. Uh, Ty, if you're ever down this way, let me know. Um, we'll, we'll cook you food. Uh, but but yeah, it's, sometimes it's just super freezing down there. It's even worse in the winter. It's even worse in the winter. Oh yeah, the the, the winter the winter like the winter is when I have to move back up to the upper floors. <laughs> In fact, that's probably when the when the level occurs is as winter is starting and I'm about to get ready to move things. And the, one of the ways you can kill me is just by locking me in down there. So if I locked you in with a 3D printer, at least you could die doing them show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I die printing Sinanju heads. Yeah. Uh, well, it's time for our usual ritual. Ranking of the levels. In a, indeed. If you check the pinned uh, pinned messages in our group DM, you will see what your rankings were. If you want to make changes or if you just want to insert Whittleton's Creek, Whittleton Creek, it was not, not possessive, excuse me, uh, at some point on this. Uh, who wants to go first? It can be me if y'all like. Uh, I can go first because mine is just an insert. Okay. My my ranking, I'll just read it down. Number one, Marrakesh. Two, Colorado. Three, Hokkaido. Four, Whittleton Creek. Five, Paris. Six, Columbia. Seven, Miami. Eight, Hawks Bay. Nine, ICA. Ten, Bangkok. And eleven, Sapienza. Okay. Hmm. Um... Looking at mine here, um, gosh, I I am surprised at my answer here. Uh, number one, Hokkaido. Number two, Paris. Number three, Whittleton Creek. Number four, Marrakesh. Five, Miami. Six, Mumbai. Seven, Colorado. Eight, Columbia. Nine, Hawks Bay. Ten, ICA training facility. Eleven, Sapienza. Twelve, Bangkok. I did not expect that at all. M- me either. Yeah, I'm going to go nuts a little bit. Um, let's do Colorado, Paris, Vermont, Marrakesh, Columbia, Miami, Mumbai, Sapienza, Hokkaido, Hawks Bay, Bangkok, wow. ICA. Yeah, I, I think I'm overrating it a little bit um, within the internal logic of my list. Like, it's a very good level, you know, but um, let's just, we're just going to go for it, and then it'll settle over subsequent uh, episodes, for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is the nice thing about it, right, is yeah. that we can, we can, you know, next episode we can come back and say, so clearly we were on one. And, uh, you know, but, but like legitimately, like I know, like I'm like, I had a really good time. I, I really enjoyed my experience with Hitman getting ready for this podcast. And I want the list right now to reflect that because um, mm-hmm. that, that is genuine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed myself far more than I normally do getting ready for these pods. So it is what it is. Excellent. Um, and of course, next episode, we will be headed to the Isle of Seagal for the Ark Society. Um, this is a map I have really not messed with very much, and uh, that's going to be fun for me, I hope. God, I hope, because I also hadn't messed very much with Bangkok, and jeez. Uh, I'm going to say that I, I bet that this level is better for you than Bangkok is. I hope so. I hope so. Well, is, I is, the, is the third objective optional? 
yes, it is. It is. Yes. It is. I remember. Okay. Sick. Um. All right. Well, uh, we're we're gonna go through our our, our plugs. Uh, Matthew, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at infinite underscore rewind on the twitter.com. Uh, you can also find me hosting a three other podcasts to be specific. Uh, I co-host uh, a podcast called Trivial Merit where myself and my co-host Caroline, we pick a band or a style of music and try and create an eight song playlist that takes us and hopefully you uh, from a negative mood to a positive one on uh you can find that at trivial merit uh my friend jesse and i do a podcast about movies where we basically pick a movie to watch and we kind of dissect it on a recent episode we had the wonderful grace benfell and we all talked about stalker uh it is called free reeling it and it's at free reeling it on twitter um and then finally i do a podcast where three friends and i talk about the video games we are playing it is called story route zero and you can find it at story route zero all spelled out i think i'm gonna need to start listening uh i could definitely use many instances where i was taken from a bad mood to a good mood that sounds ideal in my life well our most recent episode is bonnie Raitt. Before that, we did Run DMC. Then we did the, before that we did the Beastie Boys. We've gone kind of all over the map um, in our twenty-five episodes that we've done. Our next episode is uh, Beach House. Oh. Have you done Public Enemy? No, uh, no. I'm I Public Enemy is. I'm afraid to pitch my like hyper faves, uh, mainly because sure, ma- mainly because like. Um, like one of my favorite bands is the Velvet Underground, and we did that, and Caroline just did mm-hmm. not like them, and I felt bad because uh. I kind of, it, when I get super passionate about things, I tend to, I tend to be a problem, <laughs> and I, and I'm very shocked that in the episode of Free Reeling It with Stalker, like Grace and Jesse kind of did most of the talking, and I was very proud of myself for not just matting all over it. Just um, kind of simmering in the corner. Yeah, I I just I needed to, I'm like just let these folks talk. If they have any questions, answer the best of your abilities without being an asshole. Uh, but I do want to do Public Enemy, and we are looking for guests. So six, just saying. I I I I don't know how good I would be at it, but you know, listen, I'm 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 willing to try. I just suck at talking about music. I don't know. I think I do as well. But, but Caroline's really smart, so she can she can she can carry us. You know who else is really smart? Chuck D. God oh, damn. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Chuck D. is yes, he's a, he's a on he's a he's but on he's not level. too smart to show up on time to play his set at the allotted point at the festival that I happened to go to in my hometown when he was there and waited. What was it like? hour and 20 minutes which is way too long when you're at a festival and he pissed he, they really pissed cake off right because they were they Oof. ended up playing at the same time and it was like cake versus public enemy it was, it was a really wild like space you know just, maybe, he, just maybe saying, he's got Chuck, beef with cake like, maybe start the show on time <laughs> <laughs> flavor flav and yeah. instead is doing 911 as a joke meanwhile you have cake going never there <laughs> short skirt long jacket <laughs> <laughs> it, was, 
it was one of the weirdest like places and times to exist like <laughs> with those two bands playing like a, like facing one another yeah it's almost as weird as the the time i think it was like a, a pitchfork festival where um mark kozalek uh what, what was his uh sun kill moon he was on he was on stage at the same time and like the war on drugs were playing really loud he's like who is that band and someone said it's the war on drugs he's like they suck and then he's i'm like thanks mark yeah like like i'm not surprised that guy became a problem later on anyway in fairness i'm happy i'm happy that i got to go to his last holiday show before he got canceled yeah this couple band a couple years ago. Fuck, time is going by way too fast. That was doesn't feel like that long ago. Okay, all right. Uh, hey, I'm gonna go for plug zone time because we are absolutely. Well over. It's your turn. Um, I'm not anywhere. Uh, so just just happy to be here. Thanks for listening. Back to you, six. Sick. Thank you. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter at six detmar s i x d e t t m a r. You can find my work at patreon.com slash scanland media and also scanlandmedia.com um the patreon i mentioned first because i think around the time this is coming out we have some announcements we're posting there and that's fun uh, we're making some changes we're we're hoping to be you know harder faster better stronger or whatever that's a music reference daft punk yeah it's Goodbye. how you know you're a real fan <laughs> <laughs> real, real music enjoyer over here goodbye everyone Good uh i'll leave you to prepare Daft Punk is playing at my house. My house. My house.